from the tip of a Ric Flair blade, it's your boy Jay West here with my co-host, the only man to unofficially beat Goldberg streak in a dark match, Mac East. What up, nerds? It's me, Mac East. Yeah, he's a bum, that Goldberg. Uh, we're here with a special guest today. Our guy, one-third of the HDK crew, the only man I've ever met that really actually knows the secret behind Tajiri's poison mist, our guy, Tom Sherlock. <laughs> hey guys nice to see you that, that really got me with the poison mister hey do you know who has do you know do you know who has the longest winning streak at wrestlemania now that uh you said goldberg so now the goldberg streak is gone years ago now the undertaker streak is gone do you know who has currently the longest winning streak at wrestlemania i don't are they on the roster currently no Oh, that's a good question. Okay, okay, okay. Um, you got to get your Google see. fingers working, guys. No, 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 no. I'm going. Okay, are they current? Are they a current roster? No, 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 no not, not current. Okay, um, within the last ten years, what did they wrestle? Ooh, in the last ten years, they wrestled. Yes. Okay. Shit. Okay, think of WrestleMania matches. It, I have no fucking idea. Not no, because they challenge Edge and Undertaker did their streak versus streak thing. Undefeated Shit. streak. You stumped us, Tom. I got Undefe you. Yeah, no, we undefeated. You'll never guess it. What's the Rob? Num what's the number? Van Dam. Yep, what? it's true. The fuck, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Let your I'm fingers so do the walking. ECW original. <laughs> How about them apples? Sorry, I just wanted to throw some Man, that's wrestling a, that's... trivia up at the top of the episode. That's, no, that's where the great. where the hell you come up with that stat, dude? I am like, uh, I consider myself a bit of a wrestling historian, and uh, I really get excited about like memorabilia, and I get excited about like different eras of wrestling and so i listen to a lot of you know like wrestling trivia type podcasts and i'm always looking stuff up and that is one of a billion facts that are just in my head doing me no good so you decided to look that up i mean yeah all on your own <laughs> yeah well the streak was I mean, the streak you know, had been sometimes you get curious yeah there was no streak so i had to be like well if undertaker's not now who is next so <laughs> that's who it was you know what what the number is? How many wins does he have? Tell man, I don't RPG. know that one. No, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have the actual oh, number. I did. Look at you. I I I did hear. Um, I did hear. Uh, what what did I look up? I looked up something recently. It was Shawn Michaels is seven and eleven in WrestleManias. I thought that was interesting because uh, that I that means that. yeah, that means he's done you know a lot of jobs or not really jobs because they're at WrestleMania, but it's an uneven record. He was, I almost said him just because you said he wasn't current roster. And then I realized, now nah, he's lost a bunch of mania. Yeah, tons. Yeah, well, yeah. The old Shawn Michaels thing. And... So I'm so excited uh, to be on shooting the shit with you guys. <laughs> yeah. So today we're, we're not, you know, we're shooting the shit. So we're not talking anything in particular. We're definitely going to talk wrestling. Um, Can I just, uh, I, I want to talk immediately about the passing of uh, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, um, one of my favorite wrestlers, believe it or not. I really love this guy. Yeah, he was one of my favorites, too. For, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a good few years, he was he was at the top of my list for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to tell you, he has left quite a legacy uh, behind because uh, all, all my whole entire Twitter 
Time Light uh, is just people talking about how great of a guy he was. Oh, dude. It's incredible how many people. I mean, I've... it's kind of gut wrenching at times. Oh, my Big E is yeah. killing me lately. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, um, he's a guy that um, I got really big into Chikara, uh, I don't know, seven, eight years ago uh, and, and have been since. But he's a guy that through the uh, Chikara, my Chikara experience, um, guys like him and guys like El Generico, you know, Sami Zayn and guys like uh, Daniel Jigsaw. Bryan. And, and yes, Jigs. Oh, my gosh. And uh, when you said so- Chikara, that's how I found out about him. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. And so, and so seeing a guy seeing, you know, they have fun. They have so much fun there at the, you know, in, in Chikara and, and um, Mike Quackenbush um, had put together such Lord a Quackenbush, Lord, right. Quack, Lord Quackenbush had put together such a great uh, environment for wrestlers to be creative in and have fun. And Brody Lee just ran with it at the time. And that's, hey. that's where I first got into him, you know? Also, have you ever seen his Dragon Gate stuff? Yes, yeah, he did. Uh, he did Dragon Gate USA stuff, uh, definitely, and um, <laughs> yeah, he's got some really good stuff there too. Um, that's just like a, a, he really showed how like you can you could be a big man and still be truly athletic in the ring, oh, um, yeah. in a place like Dragon Gate, even a place like Chikara, um, all these places where maybe there were like the the shorter or the luchadors or the, uh, you know what I mean, not the big guys that Vince likes his big guys, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Brody could hold his own there. Yeah, and it, he had a great style too, because it wasn't like too over the top high flying, but it was. Uh, he would pull out moves that would surprise you every once in a while. But he he fit the big man mold. He really did like a lot of power moves. But then yeah, he would drop some really cool like athletic stuff that just was awesome. He had one of the it, me- yeah. meanest lariats I've ever seen. He oh, balanced yeah. out his moves set really well. Also, I love that he kept the wife beater and jeans gimmick throughout. <laughs> Yeah. everything it's incredible <laughs> for a long time i'm i i am i'm also a big fan of and this goes back to like the late 90s with like the chronic tag team and uh chronic wcw team. right but i'm a big fan of the uh two big guys doing the double choke slam and yeah. blood bludgeon brothers was kind of fun to see the uh the two gimmick the two guys do the gimmicky I love choke that. slam i, I love like that. that gimmick that gimmick was so fucking cool i don't know why they ruined it they they should have let that run for you know five when, years when harper something. was like hitting people with hammers and stuff like that it was absurd <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knew it was foam but it looked so ridiculous and their 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 double team finisher was awesome harper was getting some burn yeah. which was amazing yeah and they they didn't get rid of those uh hammers you know they're still out there so the fiend can use them or alexa bliss can use them they just got rid of the guys <laughs> they kept the hammers they got rid of the guys they did it backwards they had such a cool gimmick though i that's that's something i feel like they only scratch the surface with yeah and i i get that like it's kind of a throwback kind of gimmick a little bit and a little over the top so it was kind of but you know what you know what imagine this now like we have the fiend and we have alexa now imagine the bludgeon brothers as his heaters yeah that'd be Ooh, cool yeah i mean because yeah. they know, already have the cult vibe yes very much so and that's you know the wyatt stuff uh was was really cool too i really like the wyatt stuff i i still right now really like bray wyatt um it has less to do uh with bray wyatt than it does just the idea of i kind of like that culty that 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 culty kind of backwoods i don't know evil tent preacher type gimmick i think it's a good gimmick yeah it's great speaking of bray wyatt real fast um do you mind if we break out into a side story real fast? Please, you were, all day you long. You were at my house for WrestleMania, right? You were at my place where we got really fucked up. So, yeah. the one where 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's, we're gonna get in that. We're about to get in that. So, first things first. I get completely obliterated. I'm drinking moonshine vodka beers. I'm fucking gone. There's like twelve people at my house. I live in a studio. Like it's okay. rocking and rolling. I got WrestleMania blessed. And I bought a 55 inch television for this fucking WrestleMania. <laughs> Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton have the weirdest match. I'm drunk. I'm like, where is this shit? Yeah, this, this is the one with the bugs, everybody. The bugs. On oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was so horrible. after that, was... that brutal disappointment, we have the Hardys that showed up. But then later on during the night is probably one of the funniest moments that's ever happened to me. Ever. So some apartments have, like, when you come in, there's a light switch, right? You, you flick the thing and everything that's in the front area turns on. So I, you know, no one's ever touched that light. I don't have anything near that light. So what happens? I'm streaming from my PlayStation and The Undertaker's coming out. For his supposed last match, guys. This and was right. my friend against uh, Roman. My friend Frank is a huge Undertaker fan. The biggest in the world. So as the Undertaker's coming out, one of my big friends, Dennis, goes, We gotta set the mood, hops up and goes to turn off the light and shuts the power off. <laughs> oh no! The, the, the TV, the PS4, everything shuts down, and I'm like, no, I'm screaming, no. Matt, dude, this dude right here. I was crying. dying laughing because I, I don't need to see the Undertaker come out for two hours. And then Frank is crying. He's got <laughs> tears in his eyes because he's so upset. Oh, God, it was wow. probably one of the funniest moments. So luckily, and then after I was able to turn the power back on, restart my PS4, get the app back, the Undertaker's entrance still didn't finish. <laughs> yeah, that's what's <laughs> funny about it. I was, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you could have had time to make a sandwich, you could have, like, gone to the bathroom, anything, come back, he'd still be walking to the he, ring. He came halfway through the ramp. Remember that? He came from the middle yeah. of it because it was the long Oh, ass. yeah, that was the one with the really long ramp. Yeah, oh, and then God. he and then Amazing. he left. Do you have his, any funny weird WrestleMania stories, dude? Dude, and then he le, le, but then he left his yes. his gear in the middle of the ring, and it was like I was crying. I was crying when he left his gear in the middle of the ring. I didn't know really? we were gonna see him a hundred more times. I was like, my guy's the Undertaker, dude. <laughs> I go back to 1990. I go back to like the beginning of the Undertaker Survivor Series, and this is a that was a huge moment for me. I was I was way it was an end Shout of an era. Stone Cold for actually staying retired. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. I I remember. <laughs> I remember seeing Undertaker on like Saturday mornings when I was like four or five years old, and uh, yeah, I, I was immediately grabbed by the gimmick. I've never really been the biggest Undertaker fan as things mm. progressed. Ministry Undertaker was <laughs> my favorite, but because uh, I just thought all that was really like speaking of the cult stuff when they abducted Stephanie and everything, and that was all really that great. was fucking terrifying. That was really awesome. yeah yeah um, uh, so. So I have I have one uh, funny wrestling story that ties to the Undertaker that happened to me personally. Um, I was uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I was seeing a show. And the hotel the guys were staying at was right next to the arena. Um, and I went over with a friend of mine, and um, we were like, kind of like um, I don't know if, what would you call it now. We were stalking we were we were, <laughs> we were stalking wrestlers and uh we it was what did you call it, it, was, now? What did you call it then it, um Random. back then i think um we were trying to pick them up i don't know man we were kids who knows we shouldn't have been there well how old were you because it doesn't count as stalking if you're kids Ten, yeah, i think true. we were like i think we were like 10 
maybe maybe 12 oh yeah that's oh, that's fine they, and also they won't be creeped out that like there's a kid watching them that's right so uh, so i'm walking across the street to this place from the arena and uh brooklyn brawler steve lombardi's walking through the crosswalk and uh i just stopped and i was just like hey you're the brooklyn brawler will you sign this i had a program and he signed my program in the middle of the crosswalk which as i look back on it it's like why why didn't he go yeah sure kid why don't you finish crossing the street first or something but but then not how brooklyn brawler rolls (laughs) no but then he's he's balls to the wall that's the abe Abe knuckleball (laughs) schwartz he'll sign whatever whatever whenever man so I, I finished walking across the street and the, the it's the Shiloh Inn is the hotel and they have a restaurant at the bottom floor and we're looking in the windows and there's The Undertaker and there's Mr. Fuji and there's Paul Bear and there's the Berserker, John Nord, all four of them sitting in a booth eating dinner. This was way after the event sitting in a booth eating dinner and like a bunch of people are starting to gather around and we're just like oh my gosh it's the undertaker he's real like he's he eats food like we do and all this this shit and um undertaker full in in kayfabe full in gimmick just looked up at us and just rolled his eyes back into his head you know like he does and scared the shit out of me and uh that's fantastic you'd think that's where the story ends but it's not. <laughs> so we're leaving the area. I've already run into those four legendary uh, personalities and the Brooklyn Brawler, whatever. And I'm walking around the back of the uh, hotel and um, the Ultimate Warrior's back there. And we see the Ultimate Warrior and I'm like, Warrior! And all he does is goes, oh! And he went back <laughs> in the, and he went back in the hotel. <laughs> He didn't even say hi to us or anything. He just went, oh! I love that. Uh, I love Holy that these Christ. guys are just full in gimmick at all times. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a different time, right? I mean, we we knew we knew everything was exposed. Yeah, I know. We knew everything was exposed, and it was fake. That was the Papa Shango era era of uh, Warrior, the Warrior Shango thing. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of mysticism involved. Right mysticism but yo i i actually i don't know which one i should tell should i tell which one you guys want to hear you want to hear the don west story or the just incredible story Ooh, i like me some just incredible all right let's go with justin let's go wait wait i feel like tom wants to hear the tom story i mean not the tom story don west story because it's so obscure and it's like who the fuck talks I about do, don west? I, I do but i'm afraid you're gonna yell at me and try to sell me some merchandise from some wrestler i don't <laughs> it, know from it actually has to do with um merchandise but you know <laughs> yep. i'll tell both stories fuck it tell fuck both it. stories yep so one day i go my friend was like yo you want to go see a show it's over on queens boulevard it's at the elks lodge i'm like absolutely how much your ticket it's 20 bucks for ftw wrestling which is fuck the world obviously um super super fucking indie like we could all work there hdk has a job yeah sure sure yeah of course i get there early to like (laughs) to buy tickets the event started at eight and I got there at like five because I was already just walking the area. So I get there and like, I'm a lot bigger at this point. Like I'm a lot more built and I, you know, you can't see it now, but I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm like six, one, whatever. And I just walk over and I see like, there's just a bunch of people outside and I'm wa- and I literally grilled AR Fox. Like AR Fox was like, what up? And I was like, 
who the fuck is this dude? I'm like, what up? Like, what the fuck? Because Ryan, you, I'm in Queens. Normally, someone looks at you and they go, what up? It's not like, I, I didn't realize he was a wrestler. Mm. Then I see Justin Credible and he shakes my hand. He's like, what's going on, brother? Blah, blah, blah. He's talking to me. And I'm like, oh, he doesn't realize I'm not part of the talent. Because <laughs> like, there's just, you know, kids coming in, helping set up the ring. And I'm just outside. <laughs> and this right. one dude, he goes, Justin Credible goes, hey, man can you hold the camera for me? And I held the camera and cause some fan came from fucking Spain or something to like get a thing. He's like, you know, ECW lives just a couple of And I walked over to him. I'm like, Hey man, what was it like wrestling in a mask? And then he realized that I wasn't a wrestler and he goes, right. I have to go right now. Yeah. And just like turned away and was like, and I was like, but what was it like in the mask? He was, I, ne-, he's like, I never wrestled in the mask before. They just handed it to me. And Jeez. then he walked away and then everyone realized like, all the people that were outside realized I wasn't with the show. And then everyone just walked away. Like they were all like, oh shit, we got to go. Now he has no friends. He was Mr. Popular. Now he's got no friends. Yeah. No one won. Like everyone stopped shaking my hand. It was weird. I think the craziest part of that story is someone came from Spain to see Justin Credible. Um, It was terrible. Cause I remember after the match, Justin Credible goes, ECW fucking lives, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that sounds terrible!" Like, stop, just let it. <laughs> how die. drunk? How drunk was he? How high was he? I he looked pretty fucked up, but he like he was in bad shape. He's wearing a DX shirt. It's like, yeah. come on, stop <laughs> fucking stop it. But then the Don West one, Don West one's one of my favorite memories because uh, I went to one of those uh the MCU park things. I'm sure you've seen them on TV. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Like the main event was like. Sting versus Bully Ray, and Bully Ray was telling the cops to look at his calves, and it was hilarious. So, Cavzilla, baby, I go to I go to the concession stand, whatever, where they're selling all the merch, and they have this uh, drawstring book bag filled with like a random TNA toy, um, a shirt, a bunch of other stuff for like twenty five bucks. It's like a grab and some like five DVDs. Okay, it's just like they gotta they gotta clear shit out, and I pull out a Stephen Richards TNA action figure. Nice. And I literally walk up to Don West and I go, yo, sign this. This ain't worth shit. And then he <laughs> signs and I go, now it's worth something. He goes, well, it is now. And I was like, yo, thank you, Don West. So I have a Don West signed Stephen Richards action figure. That's the weirdest piece of memorabilia I've ever heard of in my life. I literally was like, life. this is worth nothing. Sign this. And I'm like, it's worth like, something now. I go, it is now. Sleep like, I've sleep. seen people, like, like snag, like, Jeff Hardy's gum or something. They're like, I have Jeff Hardy's gum. Yours That's is true. weirder than that. Yeah, mine mine is, it's so abstract. Why are you hating on Stephen Richards, man? Ah, I fuck Stephen <laughs> Richards, man. He's fucking belly shirt wearing lame. <laughs> Stephen Richards... Stevie Richards is an American icon, God damn it! You leave him alone. Where, where? But outside of his initial, like, outside of his house, where's he an icon? In my mind, brother. I, I didn't see much of his TNA stuff, so I don't know. But he, I feel like Stephen Richards was definitely underutilized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was, he was a smaller guy. He was the innovator of the Stevie Kick and uh, a very, uh, you know, an, an influential founder of the BWO. I think he's got a legacy that uh, may be like, I mean, not like celebrated as much as as it is. But I, I really like Stevie Richards. He's good, too. Uh, dude, yo, his voice, though, used to piss me off. But one thing, do you remember when I thought he was going to get a push and then Chris Masters broke his nose? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't remember that. That was in um, it was in Chris Masters' debut match 
He threw yeah. him off the ropes and hit him with the Polish hammer and broke Steven Richards' nose. And you thought Richards was getting a push? No, in? because he was wrestling more and more. Like, he was being – and he was in great shape. He was – at the point, I think he was wearing, like, the yellow spandex. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that took him out. That took him out of it immediately. Hey, That's like when, St- you know, Stevie Richards is getting a push right now with DDP Yoga. He's one of their trainers that does the live workouts and stuff. So That's yeah. actually really cool. He's I'm glad those guys out. are making some money, doing DDP some cool yoga. stuff. DDP Yoga really fucking works, apparently. Yeah, it, it sounds mean, like it. I think it's not even just the yoga because you could do yoga anywhere. I think it's the fact that it's like one of the boys motivating you and trying to help you get through your problems and stuff. Cause DDP yeah. does a great job with that. Yeah. You got to remember that like getting a, uh, getting healthy uh, uh, when you're, you know, say you're overweight, you feel crappy, you want to look better. Um, there's, there's a lot of emotions that are tied to that. Right. So like, it's probably not just working out that you need to do. You probably also need to like, uh, figure out why you're eating, when you're eating, what you're eating, what, you know, when you're eating and, and stuff like that. But, but, uh, he's, uh, st- I saw Stevie Richards, uh, cause I had DDP yoga for a little while just to give it a shot. Does all this resistance stuff. That's like really cool old calisthenics type stuff too. And, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of. And I think if I took it a little more seriously, I could have, uh, done a lot more for myself but uh it was you know stevie richards was uh one of their uh live workout guys they do like a live thing every week and you never know who's gonna show up sometimes oh, it's usually cool. some indie guys or something but it's pretty cool yeah that is cool i want to uh okay i want to go around the room and, yeah um, the, the virtual room so i want to start off with tom top five favorite wrestlers oh. Okay. Um, look, please don't give me any slack for this. I'm going to say Hulk Hogan, but I'm saying Hulk Hogan. I'm not saying uh, Terry Bollea. Um, I know he's the, the man has done some bad things. and, yeah, and fuck, said that. Some bad fuck that. Shit. Nah, dude, it's definitely okay. He's okay. a character. You're into the character. That's cool. Man, my whole entire upbringing was Hogan. And I, you know what? Just last night, I saw Hogan dressed up as Santa Claus from 2014 on the network and, and just with the yellow shades. And I was like, Hogan with the yellow shades come as Santa Claus. It lit me up. So I'm, I'm going to go with Hogan. I'm putting RVD at the, near the top of that list. Uh, RVD was, uh, a, you know, an innovator of a lot of uh, incredible offense. And uh, he was a, he was a treat to see. He was, a, you know, whenever you saw RVD or Sabu or somebody like that, you knew you were going to see some cool, some cool shit. So uh, I'm going to put RVD Hogan. Uh, I got to put, uh, mm, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to put these together. I want to put, uh, I want to put Ric Flair on the list because uh, I know that's an easy one to pick, but Babe Ruth of the North and Babe Ruth of the South was your uh, was your uh, Hogan and your and your Flair, and I definitely partook in a lot of uh, wrestling from both eras and uh, both areas. And uh, let's go with the last two. Let's put a tag team in there. Um, let's go. No, with... no, no. We're, we're doing slots, so you put a tag team. That's one oh, we slot. got slots. Slot tag teams, one slot. Oh yes. man, the rules are coming up now. Okay, okay. <laughs> Because um, I don't want you to just do a tag team because it's a tag team that takes up two spots. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. All right, I see what you're saying. So Ooh, then man, I'm... that changes mine. Damn it! Yeah. Damn it! What... <laughs> Making the rules, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, right, now, no, I, now right, I don't no even know. No tag teams. No tag teams. No tag teams. Single wrestlers only. Uh, we'll do tag teams next. We'll do tag teams next. All right. All right. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna take Charles Wright, the Godfather. I'm gonna put him in there. Kama Mustafa, Papa Shango, the Godfather. Um, 
uh, <laughs> currently um, owns a strip club in Vegas. Bless his heart. Still living the gimmick. Let me hold the IC title once. Uh, I got to put him over in case he uh, stumbles into this, searching his name somewhere, and it just comes up, and he's depressed, and he really? needs to hear it. I love, I love, I love Charles Wright. He's such a great dude. And my last one that I'm going to pick. Uh, shit. I want to pick someone shitty just to mess with you, but I'm not going to. The Godfather's uh, not that? No, man. No, go back and watch the Godfather work. Come on. You, I mean, all right. Go back and watch the Godfather. Wait till you get to your picks. I'm gonna rip you in half with the <laughs> stuff you pick. I remember him paying people off with hoes. Uh, you know that's that's right. That's right. And <laughs> and um, let's go for my last one. Let's go with the Dynamite Kid. Huge fan of the Dynamite Kid. Um, I was gonna do the British Bulldogs for the tag team, is what I was thinking, because Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid. But Dynamite Kid changed wrestling forever. Uh, came out of that Calgary area and. Um, through Japan and through the United States and through, well, all of North America and through Europe. I mean, Dynamite Kid was the uh, creator of the style that you saw going forward with uh, guys like Guerrero and Benoit and, and things like that. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Dynamite Kid and I'm not apologizing for my uh, Godfather pick. No, you don't have nothing to apologize about. So what, what's his best match? Let's Godfather's I mean, best match. Educate myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of yes. his, any of his gimmicks. Any of his gimmicks. So, do you do you remember uh, when the Godfather had that? Uh, when he wasn't Godfather, he was Papa Shango, and he had the uh, the thing going on with the Ultimate Warrior, with the with the black sweat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was he was uh, it was a whole uh, uh, run they had to, to get. Yeah, run they had together. Well, people remember it, and that's why it's my favorite because it made money. And so okay. that's why the Godfather gets up on that list. And I think in the nineties, um, the nation of domination, uh, was such a big deal for me. And I really loved the nation of domination. And I thought that, uh, the Kama Mustafa character was a cool breakout in that era. And then, you know, it's just a personal preference because going into the Godfather stuff, I get it right. He's a pimp. He's got hoes. That's less important to me as it is. Coming out there and hitting that chugga 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 whole train whole clothesline. Train. Come on, man. I've popped at a whole train many times. Yeah, yeah I bet you have. Jerry King Law, I love that shit. Whoa. Here we go. What you guys got? You go first. Go? Matt goes first. Damn, I don't got five. Uh, <laughs> all right. You got five. My number one is probably Jericho. Um, I've loved that guy forever. Back when he was making the thousand and one, was it thousand one, thousand four? Uh, 2002 holds, the holds? Yeah. yeah i saw that on like a random wcw night man I, I was like this is my like from then on i was like this is my guy um edge edge is one of my favorites for sure rated r superstar was like one of my favorite runs um yeah uh, fuck this is tough yeah mick foley yeah i would go mick foley i you wrote about him yeah i have an interesting story about that in uh like fifth grade we had the regents in new york we have the regents where uh they're like big tests you take they're basically the citywide tests okay and uh in fifth grade i'm taking this test and it's like the part where you have to write an essay and it was like write about your hero and i wrote about mick foley um and i'm like he never gives up i'm like he took 11 chair shots and didn't quit and all this stuff and like i, I wrote this whole paper and i remember my teacher telling my mom she was like yo every other kid wrote like fireman or their father and your son picked this guy that like gets beat up for a living and i was like 
but that's that's where my head was at. Yeah, Mick Foley has to be on my list. Um, oh, I that remember that attitude era Mick Foley was so fucking great. That was eighth oh, grade. Yeah. That was eighth grade. Oh, yeah. Um, then there's uh, damn. So those are three. Wait, wait. What grade tough. was it? Where you wrote that paper? No, that was fifth grade. No. Yeah. So wasn't it no no this was early okay so did they so did they hold you back and make you do fifth grade again after you wrote that <laughs> no apparently it was a well-written paper um good job man for, um yeah so there's that um fuck this is tough i mean i already got mine ready so well you should have went then what, yeah, what, what, so? what, what about to jerry you only said jerry, nah. jerry no. <laughs> i know i'm fucking with you i want to say someone in uh, fuck it i'll go rhino before um, Ooh. <laughs> I was a big rhino guy. The gore when I used to do some backyard wrestling, man, I used to gore the shit out of people. Um, I remember that. There's a video of you goring Sid. No, pinball off the ramp. Yeah, we we were wrestling no. in this one big empty lot, and we built these ramps of like these wood ramps to do like bicycle tricks and shit to jump the ramps. And at some point, pinball stood at the top of the ramp, and I ran up the ramp and gored him off, and we just went flying into this like contaminated ass dirt field. Got scraped up. I was all fucked up. I th- there's a video of it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. where is this video? Like a meat bang of, flannel, of holding like garbage cans <laughs> and people like fucking getting smashed through them. I wish I had the videos, man. I, they're somewhere. I don't know where. They're they're Cole back. did an Arabian ass blaster. This was Wait, back when no. like the VHS tapes you recorded on were like the mini ones. <laughs> so these are like real. I'd have to like three levels to get it to digital. Um, Wait, but yeah, do so, you have? So do you have them though, or does someone else? If anyone's listening to this. And you know where this video is. Um, yes. I'll pay good money to get this video to resurface. Yeah, that was my prime too. I was looking real good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I gotta find that man. I'll find it eventually. Um, and then, so was that four? Yeah, it's four. Rhino? This is tough, man. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I'm gonna go. I want to pick someone modern, but fuck that. I'm picking somebody modern. Uh, I'm gonna go Kurt Angle. Wow. Oh. That, that dude was so good, man. He was so good at his gimmick. So good at his gimmick. He was just so comfortable in it. Um, great fucking wrestler, man. Um, he's he's put on so many good matches. Yeah. Yeah. So Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's my favorite. Wow, that's an impressive list. I love that list. I actually want to put Kurt Angle fourth, Rhino fifth. Both Fair of you enough. guys had <laughs> picks of mine that are gonna be in my list. So <clears throat> Without further ado, the best list in uh, the history of life. So, number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hands down. All right. I felt bad about not putting him on mine, but. I mean, if you didn't like him. You never liked him. Yeah. I, what? I did like him. No, I liked Austin, but back when it was like, I always was like a Mick Foley guy, like I said. And then, you know, corporate Austin was pretty fun. Oh, yo. When, oh, my God. That was the funniest part of his career but all right so we have austin mm-hmm. kane at number two i have to go kane number two that's fair. okay it's gotta be kane wait 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 <laughs> tom tell tell us that kane joke you had on your wrestling episode oh i did have a kane <laughs> joke uh <laughs> now i have to remember what the kane joke was uh um, it was oh, oh yeah it was uh it was uh oh hold on i gotta i gotta um oh shit it was it was matches oh crap yeah, yeah. now i can't remember i can't the remember the joke. Editing, we can have this down was it like he yeah. how come he couldn't light the fire or something like that yeah it was like it was like how yeah he, didn't have he any loses good. all his matches that's something. what it probably was <laughs> that yeah. was the how come, here we go so how why didn't kane's pyro go off when he lifted his arms 
because he didn't have yeah. he lost all his I don't fucking know. <laughs> anyway, when you I said it on it. your podcast, it was very funny. Oh, good. I'm glad it worked then. I'm glad I brought my A game that day, but not this day. But Kane for me was really fucking special because it was him and Austin both kind of did their own thing. And uh, I remember being super conflicted in the 2001 Royal Rumble because I Mm. wanted Austin to win, but I was such a big Kane fan at the time. And I was like, I don't want Austin to win. And then Austin smacks Kane in the head with the chair. And I was like, fuck. It's, yeah, it's, you know, and, and and I shouldn't interrupt your list so much, but really like that oh, 2001 okay. was right before um, he went through that storyline with Matt Hardy where Lita was involved. And that's one of my like, uh, not favorite, but like favorite shitty um, arcs <laughs> in wrestling history because yeah, there's that, like, that there's, the there's a pregnancy time. that's lost. Yeah, there's babies. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then it, it, it all culminates with uh with uh with gene snitsky um punting a baby punting into a the baby. audience yeah <laughs> yeah i i miss when they took chances i just love that lita sold a fake <laughs> baby being kicked into the sand she did, like, she did. <laughs> oh um, man and so... she she and she had to get married to him because that's how wrestling yeah. works man if kane yeah. wins you have to marry him yeah, yeah. That's a legal binding rule. <laughs> yep. The rest is so fucking weird. All I right. was I was at the show where Kane actually took off his mask. I was yeah, at, at MSG. Yeah. I remember like no I way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was fucking I had no, you know, I just didn't some like, girl flash you that like your whole section? That's possible. <laughs> this is a long time ago, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember the story like crystal clear because that happened, and then you were like, Yeah, some girl came over to our section, flashed us, and the whole crowd started chanting, do it again. And then you said the whole arena chanted, and they were like, they, no one even knew what the fuck they were chanting for, and she did it again. <laughs> Jay remembers more of my stories than I do. Because that's an epic story. <laughs> I just that's remember Kane story. taking his mask off. Kane takes I was his watching. mask off, and you get to see titties. Wow. Come on. What a day. It happened like, it, you couldn't tell what was going on, like because that Raw ended with him just pulling it off and then... Annihilating everybody. Yeah. But my number three is a modern wrestler... And I, the only reason I could say this is he's definitely my number three is because, I mean, you've seen me at shows. I've been to so many shows. This dude, I will I will scream until my lungs are gone. And it's Kevin Owens. I love I really want to put him on my yeah. list. I love him so much. He is just fantastic at everything he does. He's man. the most versatile wrestler, man. He's He could do it all. And I'm yeah, so sad that yeah. he's not being used the way that he should. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people that feel that about their favorite wrestlers. But well, he's Chaos actually special. locked in a feud with Roman right now. So it's I not... want him to win a feud. I want I him to win. Like, I feel like it's a good feud. I feel like he's in a category that I put Shinsuke Nakamura in. I know you guys don't watch as much of the New Japan stuff over the years, but like, I have. Where, have have you? Me. Okay, you have. Okay. Um, I feel like there's like there's such a huge body of work behind Kevin Owens, you know, that um he's finally in this position where he can get paid mega bucks to work yep. safely and work sparingly. Um, you know, like the KO show, he's getting paid for going out there and doing funny talk show stuff because he's got a good mind, he's got a good mouth, and so he can get paid that oh, yeah. way and still be able to tie his shoes when he turns 60, unlike a guy like Foley who can't tie his shoes you know what i mean so like it's i think owens deserved the spot that he's in now i heard somebody saying about shinsuke too they were like shinsuke's garbage he's working these terrible you know match tag matches and stuff on on uh smackdown and i'm like dude shinsuke earned the ability to move to florida and go surfing when he wants to and to do these matches because he busted his ass for years before this yeah that's a really great point um 
I think that gets lost a lot of the time in like people complaining about WWE. And I, his his stuff with Cesaro is okay. They definitely need a bigger push and things going on. But I, I like that pairing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for but... my number four guy. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. Number four. No, fuck this. Um, yeah. So for my number four pick, I'm going Rob Van Dam. Um, oh. I actually met RVD. I was a huge RVD fan. And I remember when I met him, I wore a Simpson shirt and he complimented my shirt. And I was like, mm. eh, Rob my shirt. <laughs> One of a kind. Nice. Yo, that five star frog splash was the most magical thing I ever it's seen. Special. Yep. That's a special move. Yep. I can't even act like I was one of those dudes that was like following him from ECW. He showed up. I didn't know who the fuck he was. I knew that he fought Jeff Hardy at Invasion. I was like, fuck this dude. And then he, I was like, no, this guy's amazing. Yeah, he had a really cool WWE career. I was, I was actually surprised because a lot of those ECW guys got treated like shit. I was mad when he won and they stripped him of the belt for some weed. I mean, I wasn't big on it, but it's like, you have one job to do. Don't fucking get caught. It's not. Yeah, working. it's interesting to hear the uh, perspective from someone who didn't like actively watch the ECW stuff as much. And so, you know, that was stuff that I had to find at like 1.30 in the morning. Next week it was on 3.30 in the morning. Oh. You never knew what channel it was on. We had to look for that stuff. And so uh, when you got to see yeah, him, it was it special. Came. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I basically just fell in love with his body of work through WWE or F at the time. Uh, and so for number five also, and number five for me is Rhino. Like, I love the goal. Wow. I love the intensity that this man brought. And he would hit dudes so hard. Yeah. That's why I loved him. Because he was always like, I love Detroit, Michigan! <laughs> Grabbing his wrist and shit and then just yeah. trucking into people. Yeah. No, I, that gore great. through the... That gore from uh, on for SmackDown Jericho. for Jericho, man. I remember that feud I loved between Jericho, Stephanie, and Rhino was yeah. so fucking good. The, I, I the feel gore, like Rhino definitely... His was the gore to Jericho the gore through the uh, entrance way? Is that yep. what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, okay. And then they change it to the fist. Right, so right. Gotta have a fist. But uh, yeah, that, that's my top five. Uh, you guys want to talk some tag teams now? I don't think we should do a list. Let's no, just... no, all right, fine. Favorite tag team. Mine's the Dudleys. <laughs> yeah, mine is the Dudleys as well. Well, wait a minute. You guys are both from Dudleyville. You're both in that area where the Dudleys are. Right. So you're, you're just cheering for the hometown <laughs> guys. I'm in Utah. Who am I supposed to like? There's man, no I Mormon want... tag teams, man. Come on. <laughs> I wore camo pants from eighth grade all the way through high school because of how much I loved the fucking Dudley boys. I had a pair of blue camos as well. I only wore camo pants. I had all the colors. I would go to Army Navy, buy them, and I would because of the Dudleys. Yeah, I only had one pair of camos. You were you had every color. <laughs> Tag man. team wrestling is my favorite, man. And I, the Dudleys were so good. I mean, a lot of fun, all those matches they had. I mean, also, I mean, then there's like teams like the Power Trip or, you know, the Brothers of Destruction. But I feel like those are like I never liked superior that tag teams because they were only together for so long and they were an instant win. Yeah, I didn't there's, like that stuff as much. I was, I was hearing some people argue about Demolition, um, the tag team, as like Demolition kind of, uh, you know, they were kind of a knockoff of the Road Warriors, right? I was a big Road Warriors fan and a big Demolition fan, but Demolition didn't really have any good matches. They just were a thing that everyone remembers, and they had a look that people, like, yeah. you know, remember, but they didn't have good matches. But um, I think, like, but don't tell them that, because they'll kick my ass. But also, like, <laughs> the the Heart Foundation, I like the idea. Tag Team Wrestling's a big deal for me, too, by the way. I like having, like, a burly guy 
and then like a more athletic guy in a tag team. I like the idea that the yeah, anvil Kane tag team. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like a hell no type thing. But I like the idea that like like um, a burly guy like the anvil can hold a guy up while um, Bret Hart comes by and does the clothesline and they do the heart attack and that's the end of the match. That's like basic old school tag team finisher and I love it so much. But there are tag teams now that are super good. The Street Profits. I don't care what promotion you're in. I don't care what style of wrestling it is. The Street Profits right now are putting on incredible matches. And AEW, AEW has the greatest tag team division right now going on in wrestling. Yeah, WWE has like shit on the tag team division for a long time. I I, I agree with you. The Street Profits have they've gotten a lot better because I even in um, oh my god. NXT, they were, uh, I, I wasn't fully sold on them, but since they've come to the main roster, I've actually appreciated their work a lot more. I think they've kind of grown. If you think of it in like a, are you having fun watching this wrestling match type of mentality, then the Street Profits are going to be your go-to. They're, they're, you're going to have fun watching them. It's like, it's see like with the Young Bucks, they call themselves the greatest tag team of all time. But the Young Bucks could hit you with a, a, what are they, you know, with their, you, you know, their Meltzer drivers. They could hit you with their super kick parties. They could hit you with all this stuff. Go to Pena, one, two, kick out. How yeah. great are they if it's one, two, kick out? Like, that's why I I'm not a big Bucks fan, man. Yeah. As somebody that's been to almost every Ring of Honor event at the Hammerstein Ballroom, I can tell you, I am tired of the Bucks hitting you with 17 fucking super kicks. Oh like, my gosh. I remember my first ever Ring of Honor event was, uh, I forgot the dude's name, it, but it's when Daniel Bryan got his eye socket broken by the big Japanese guy. Yeah. I forgot his name. Fuck. And it was a fantastic match. But anyway, um, you know, you, you see the Young Bucks around, and I always heard about them, and, you know, the Super Kick Party, and they would fight the Briscoes and shit, and I was super into it. But now it's like, I can't, like, they're, they're, a, they're fun to watch. They're a gimmick match. Like I can't yeah. get behind like 75 signatures and none of them win. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, it's, it, it would be like watching a movie that has like swerve after swerve after swerve at the, <laughs> after swerve, which is fun for a while. You're like, man, this is the coolest thing ever. But on like the 80th swerve of the movie, you're looking at your phone and you're like, is this going much longer? It's been like two hours and I don't, we're nowhere near where we started. I have no idea what we're even doing out here at this point. And mm -hmm. I'm cool with like that kind of match <clears throat> when it feels like when it's built up and it's one match and it happens and it's like a, you know, not, I don't even call it a spot fest, but a match where like there's a lot of near falls and it's, you know, the electricity if you do it every time you come out there, it's just, it doesn't feel as special. I, I think that you have to build to something like that. So, so these things have been put there since they've been put on YouTube, but there's a three match uh, series from last year, 2019 of Kenny Omega. And um, I sound like Dave Meltzer right now, but Kenny Omega and uh, Omega. I just want to go on record. Fuck Kenny Omega. Okay. And, and, fuck, and, uh, says. fuck Kenny Omega. Most overrated motherfucker. I'll say the shit to his face and I he'll, he might fuck me up, but fuck that motherfucker. Mm, if he fuck wouldn't. Dave Meltzer. If you ever okay. come across this, I want you to know Jay West says, suck his dick. You WWF slash E hating motherfucker. Get your head out of your ass and grade some shit normal, you piece of fucking shit, and you're a mark for yourself. Fuck you. 
There you have it. So seven star, that. seven star promo right there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a shoot. <laughs> and that's a shoot, brother. No, but <laughs> I don't even. I don't even feel like finishing. But I, I wanted to end it on that. But uh, but Okada and Omega, <laughs> Okada and Omega last year. The three matches that they had can show you how it cannot be a spot fest. You can still kick out of finishers and still make it a good match. Um, yeah, no, don't that match wa- was amazing. Yeah, don't 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 watch them if you're not a big Kenny Omega fan. But as an Okada fan, it's worth watching. And you know what? We're coming up on January. Now I sound like Kevin Kelly. We're coming up on January fourth and fifth. Wrestle Kingdom from the Tokyo Dome coming up. The next big show for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Two nights with English commentary. How about that? Wow. Yeah, Tom, I'm gonna need you to hook me up with some of the stuff because I'm I'm ready to get into some New Japan more because. All right, brother. I can't. I can't. WWE is killing me right now. All right, real fast. I gotta I gotta just explain my hatred for Kenny Omega because like <laughs> I I liked a lot of Kenny's stuff in the beginning. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like when he was wrestling nine year olds. I, I remember Dolph. Jay being pretty DDT. Big on, on yeah, Omega. so you like the DDT stuff. And I also like the Young Bucks. My biggest problem was the fact that he was constantly like, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And Japan was like, we're a little worried about you because like, we don't want you to fuck us over. And he took the company to the top, got the strap, and then was like, I'm out. And left them in just to fend for themselves. And he took a majority of their big names with him. That's not fair. That's not right. Especially in like an honor-based system. Because you know how Japan is with that stuff. I feel it was super disrespectful. It was. That mm. company really brought him to the top and he kind of gave him every they gave him the tools to be who he was. And then he walked away from that. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him play. I mean, but he wanted to come live in America again, probably. And there's probably a lot of moving parts there. I think it was harder for him uh to leave than that. Um, I mean it was this is the bullet club syndrome as i'm over here with my bullet club merch next to me that's my wallet but um you know uh aj styles um and and uh and finn balor and uh and the good brothers that left when uh when you know when when kenny left they, they weren't marketing themselves as the main reason to watch new japan they never they like we knew where AJ Styles came from. We knew he was a free agent, blah, blah, blah. Kenny Omega was fucking born and raised in New Japan. And he fucking marketed himself that he was going to be the guy to take them into the fucking ratings kingdom. Man, I got to tell you, between uh, between you and um, and uh, Dave Meltzer, you guys might actually have something in common. You guys both might be a little upset about what happened in New Japan here. I think maybe yeah. you guys should have a coffee and talk it out. You <laughs> no, ever go to just, San Jose? Right. <laughs> you know, like, I just feel like it, it, it just wasn't the right thing to do. Like, and I, you know what? I don't know the inner workings of the situation, but it, it's just, I don't know. Like if you're going to, if I'm going to put the company in my, if I'm going to beg the company for them to like, yo, let me put you on my back. Let me, let me be the man. Let me show you, I can do this. We can compete with wwe and then i'm like guess what this isn't exactly I've, I've hit my glass ceiling he won the championship once and then gone i'll t- I'll tell you you are right in terms of like there was that era um between 2014 
and probably 2018 or so where new Japan was like, we've got all these stars we're building up. Uh, Jeff Jarrett um, got the uh, global wrestling uh, stuff, whatever, global, whatever he had to uh. like, to like promote the new Japan uh, wrestle kingdom show, the biggest show of the year in, in January. And that for the first time was like a simulcast where you could watch it with English commentary in like 2014. And that's where I got um, really got on the ball. I watched before, but now I can watch live with English commentary. And that was huge for me. And um, there really was this big build buildup of fans who were like, we're ready to watch new Japan. These stories are awesome. Uh, some of the translations don't work so well, but it's really cool. Like this is really good. And then guys started leaving. It's what happens. And they start coming back to America and, but guys like Jericho and guys like Omega and um, you know, guys like uh, Balor and guys like AJ uh, were all these uh, foreign guys who were, playing these um you know playing the parts as a heel or omega wasn't a heel as much but uh, i mean he was but then he wasn't and it's these all they all came in and then what you get as a japanese wrestling fan you get to see your japanese countrymen take over the you know the foreign bad guys the gaijins and stuff and that was right, a cool yeah. that's a cool um that's a really cool formula that doesn't work as well now in america because um you know we have like Masa muhammad hassan you want to take like a foreign character, foreign character guys from like Minnesota or something. I think he's from Calgary even, but you want to take a guy like Muhammad Hassan and then all of a sudden it's going to get shut down because it's too controversial. You know, we can't it's, yeah, it's a, on the errorism day. You know what I'm saying? So it's a tough line to cross in America. Now you can't just have the foreign heel as much. I, I thought, um, you remember when Russia made WWE apologize for pulling down the flag? With no, Rusev, no. yeah, Big Show came out, ripped down the Russian flag, and Russia was like, "We demand an apology." Yeah, and they yeah, it was a it was a big deal. It was it was on foreign soil, so I don't know if that made a difference, but it was a big deal. That was not going to be tolerated. It's, it's weird. Tom, you 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 were touching on uh, Japanese commentary, yeah, and I have ready a clip of why I love Japanese commentary because they're so over the top. So I'm going to play for you. One of my favorite table spots, and oh, okay, I'm just gonna get into it. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> that is good. Stuff. That is really <laughs> Who? What was that clip? Who's in that clip? Fucking insanity! I'm, you know, I'm gonna send you the clip right now. It's um, right. yeah, I, I can't. Oh my god! Yeah, a breaky, breaky table, table breaky, 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 bishy, bishy. Like, oh yeah, they, they, they're, they're good. I, I, I started watching a little bit of New Japan last year with the American commentary. The American commentary is not. Uh, great. Well, it's well you were watching on Axis though, so you were yeah. hearing Josh Barnett and Jim Ross. That's different. It's that's. Not... I don't think they had Jim Ross anymore when I was watching. Jim oh. Ross was like the year before, which was cool. I was happy to hear Jim Ross. Um, I think last year they had two different guys. Maybe it was still Josh Barnett, but yeah, I think Josh uh, John, uh, Jim Ross was already gone by then. Um, but I was watching a little of the the G one, but yeah um yeah I, I, it's hard I, maybe i gotta find your website because the watching it on tv is brutal they would like cut out matches they would cut out whole blocks of you know that week's block of matches um 
Yeah, it was just it was just there just for highlights. It wasn't really like a big taking it seriously. The G one tournament, um, you know, it, that's a month long tournament. It goes yeah. for thirty days, and they have a show almost every almost every night. It turns out to be like nineteen nights of shows or something yeah. like that. It's really fucking cool. It's such a cool tournament. Yeah, it really is. They also do the junior, uh, the World Tag League tournament, which is awesome because it's tags, right? And yeah, they do a Super Juniors tournament, which is the non-heavyweight guys. And all these tournaments are really fun to watch. They they you can print out graphs and stuff, follow along. I mean, the yeah, shows are happening that. in the middle of the night our time, but you can just yeah. catch up with them the next night. I say WWE. I always say this that WWE doesn't do enough tournament style stuff it's such a cool way to like build multiple people at once and storylines without having it to be ridiculous bring back the king of the ring that's Ah, what i want and also put it on xavier woods xavier Woods so bad and he deserves it i don't want to enforce any stereotypes here but these guys are uh you know inviting me on from utah and they're in new york and i can hear sirens in the background where they uh, are it's as bad as you think it's as bad yeah. as you think yeah so uh if you hear a cow or something that'll be more like what what's going on here in utah like real fucked up like a couple weeks ago someone got shot in the head not too far from here actually like dead sure. in the streets shit's wild sure. out here yeah. right up the block someone got the one of the the store guys got blasted oh yeah that did happen R.I.P. I, I thought you were talking about the other R.I.P. stop guy i never knew his name no, he was cool though. He was cool. Jeez, Hopefully, it wasn't the sandwich guy. Is what I was thinking. Oh, man. No, I don't want no, it to be no. the sandwich guy. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they, I think tournaments are such a cool way to build stuff, which is why I, I like New Japan a lot. As far like from from a distance, because I see all these cool tournaments they got going on, and I'm like, damn, I'd love to follow that. But like you said, the time difference is hard. It's hard to kind of find it. Also, I guess the internet fucking spoils everything. Yeah, that's oh, another god. Yeah. I got, I got you. I'm going to, I'm going to compile some stuff and send it to you when I have some time and I'm going to, I'm going to give you the beginner's guide to ease in and then I'll let the product speak for itself. Nice. By the way, you said, is to, were you feeling new Japan's tag team? Cause when I tag team division, cause when I was watching, I was not impressed. Yeah. The cool thing about new Japan is that one of the cool thing I keep saying the cool thing. And then I say a different deal. Uh, one of the cool things about uh, new Japan, right. Um, is that they have so many factions. They're very faction oriented. Yeah, yeah. So you have bullet club and you have chaos and they just started a new faction, the empire or something like that recently. And there's all these factions and anyway. Um, and uh, the cool thing is that within the factions, you get, different uh pairings of tag teams there's still the um standards like the gorillas of destiny um tamatanga and tonga loa i mean these guys they're uh, haku's kids right like yeah, th- uh, those are actually the guys i was not impressed because i hear no! so much about them I, it maybe was just the match i saw it it kind of dragged it was kind of slow um and i just didn't see enough like cool shit that they were doing you know i don't know I, I tried so, to be a Tamatonga guy. I tried. Yeah, I not really a fan. Tried. I couldn't. Hmm. I, he, I can't. I love that he curses in his matches and stuff. So <laughs> he did. He did. But, two years. Two years ago, they got a new. Uh, they got a new president of uh, of New Japan, and since they've been trying this global marketing thing, they're trying to clean some of that up. Because uh, before, <laughs> before, um, you know, uh, Tamatonga could say fuck fifty five times in a match, and it didn't really matter much. But now they're like showing it, you know, on uh, in America and stuff. And so um, he asked him to tone it down, and he has toned it down a lot. 
Yeah, I think they were wrestling the Chaos guys, two of the K. I, I can't remember, but it, the match was yeah. like I wasn't fully sold. I um, like original OG fucking Tomatonga, like Bullet Club, like original fucking right. Well, That's my OG. version of Tomatonga. This new one yeah. with the haircut and the bo- I don't know. I can't get into it. Man, I just like that I'm talking to somebody who knows what I'm what I'm talking about, what I'm into. That makes me so happy. I'm glad it really happy. does. Yeah, I'm at, I think, I'm at my half step right now. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm a quarter chub, but you know, I'll, I'll get there. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I think we should all, you know, everybody out there, included, get into a little more New Japan. Uh, <laughs> Support independent wrestling and foreign wrestling, you pieces of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. so Tom, you're a big AEW guy? Fuck yes. AEW. Yes, <laughs> I am. I Fucking hate AEW with <laughs> all right. Passion. I don't all right. Fuck who is there? I Bring don't it. Fuck what they do, everything I want to wipe my ass with. I'm glad I started this. Yeah, what's up? Bring it in. Uh, Tell me what all, all right, the bad. You give me a topic. With, I want you. Okay, okay. I'll give you something good. I'm gonna tear it down. Okay, I'm gonna give you something good. AEW gives me an alternative programming to WWE on network television. Is a good thing. What do you think that about is- that? I think AEW gives everyone general herpes, but um, <laughs> that's besides the point. I think, okay, it, it gives you something else to watch on TV. That's a fair point. But if we're talking about, like, the product sucks. I don't like their product. Is it really an alternative? I think that, um, okay, second, second, second point. I think that um, indie wrestlers, and I mean like indie wrestlers, I'm Don't even spe- say that they get a spot over there because it's the same five people wrestling. Jericho, the Bucks, Cody with his 17 fucking minute intro with a thousand fireworks like a dick. It's it's the same guys on top. And, and RIP Brody Lee, he was, he was doing this thing. And Ambrose. Like Brody Lee was doing his thing and he was still getting shit on kind of, which got me tight because they gave, they make these giant spectacular like reveals and then just start jobbing them out. And I understand you have to build people up, but what the fuck are you going to do two weeks in and you got fucking Rusev, one of the greatest wrestlers who showed up to WrestleMania in a tank, wearing a fucking weird thing, playing video games, looking like a stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing so well with Rusev over there either, it seems like. Sorry, okay. I get fucking crazy about that shit. Okay, okay. Miro. I think uh, guys like... Uh, I think guys like Tully Blanchard and guys like Tony Schiavone and guys like uh, Jake Roberts and guys like Dustin Rhodes all have uh, Arn Anderson all have things that uh, need to be given. They need to be given to wrestlers so that wrestling can continue to be great in the future. And AEW gives these people that opportunity. Well, let me let me just say this, Tom. I, I I'm not against AEW, but I I don't like the way they act like they're the fucking best. They, when they first were starting out, they acted like they were going to be so different. And it, a lot of the stuff I see is like a lot of weird gimmicky stuff, like WWE, WWE does. It doesn't feel like I thought they were going to do more of like a New Japan style, like things build a little better. They kind of do you know more promos like as press conference kind of. Thing. And then I see Jericho mm-hmm. singing and I see people getting dunked in orange juice. And it's like, is this that different from the WWE product? I mean, maybe <laughs> there's a little more attention to wrestling there, but they're also doing weird shit too. And they're dusting off old guys like crazy. Fucking Sting. 
Stan yeah. can't fucking move. He it's can't true. Move. It's true. Like, but he would. Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Why are they necessary in a new thriving fucking they wrestling have, company? They have to share the knowledge. This is keep how people get good. Keep them backstage. Keep them backstage. I just, they got I, they got fired from backstage at the other place. <laughs> You know what it is? They just, the way AEW came at WWE and that style of wrestling, and then the way they kind of have shifted towards that a little more, it kind of pissed me off. You know what I mean? It felt a little hypocritical is all. Hmm. I mean, a lot of that, I, I, I really understand loads of these points. They make loads of sense. And I think basically the one thing that we can agree on is maybe that having more wrestling out there is probably not a bad thing. So oh, just that it's out there is good. And then, um, for sure. and then if we, if we don't, because the one thing I know that, yeah, the one thing I know we all have in common from listening to your uh, podcast and just in short conversations and stuff and from Twitter is that um, it's kind of stale, you know, WWE kind of does its same thing. They've had the same director doing the same video production for decades and it's, it's kind of stale and we need, we kind of need those little things to push us along. And even I'm not going to say right now, cause there's no fans and it's a weird time, but there's been times where um, impact was, was like really like pushing how things could be made with like the broken Hardy storyline and stuff like that. And I think things yeah. like that right. were, were important to like put forward to show the WWE just so they could take it, steal it and fuck it up with the Bray Wyatt stuff. But, but just to, so it could be out there. It's good that those things are out there. I'd rather have more wrestling than less wrestling. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, that's I can't argue that. And I don't hate AEW. I just, I, I haven't, when I was, I was watching all three WWE shows. I couldn't find the time to add more. Now I'm not watching any wrestling at this current time. Uh, I watch NXT occasionally. Um, I mainly hate AEW because of the fans, honestly. That's but, really it. But without, oh yeah. yeah, well I don't. I'm not a big fan of wrestling fans, so I'm with you on that <laughs> one too. That's fair. Yeah, there's a lot of the, uh, and I know this is like a toxic place to even look, but just like the comment sections and certain tweets and stuff like that, like. It's rough. Oh, it's a landfill of shit. It's rough when when the AEW fans get. I mean, and I'm sure WWE fans are equally dickheaded, but I, there's just it's you see them sometimes, and they're like WWE would never have this, you know. And it's just like, come on, like WWE's ha- been has a an enormous body of work. They've they've done a lot. Let's not pretend like they're they're not, you know, they're not producing interesting stuff. Even now with Roman, I see sure. people shitting on Roman and the AEW fans, and I don't even know how you could do that right now. That Roman gimmick is. This is what we wanted. This is what everybody wanted. Everybody wanted heel Roman, turn him heel, quit shoving him down our throats, let him be heel Roman. They took his shirt off. They gave him Paul Heyman. What do you want more than that? What else could you do but that? He's perfect in that role. We were watching it the other day because we didn't, I, I've given up my network uh, subscription, but so we were watching it. The other day. <laughs> I had to, man. I, I had, you know, it's a whole thing, but I might pick it back up. I do miss watching old wrestling. I'm going to send you $10. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, we watched um, when he was like beating up Jimmy. Jay, yeah, Jay. No, he was fighting Jay. Yeah. And Jimmy came out. And he's me. like crying. Roman in the ring. He's like, mm-hmm. my Lord. I didn't know Roman had it in him. Yeah. He's yeah. very good in this role. Yeah. What's up with his, what's up with his horse teeth though? He came back with some new veneers. Does that have something to do with one of the movies he was shooting? I it has so. to, man. It has to. You know, he yeah. got them bleached or something, and they look. Oh, he got caps. Oh, they're caps. caps. They're veneers. Yeah, they look absurd. They look absurd. But 
<laughs> it's fucked up because if he takes one wrong punch like the Miz, he could have a cap, and there's just literally a nub. But outside yeah, there, of that, there I, goes Fast and Furious Twelve or whatever. I don't see how people could shit on Roman at this point. I really don't. No, and I, I see people doing it, and it just it it drives me crazy. Like, you might not like him as a wrestler, wrestler, right, but right. this gimmick is on fire. It's um, amazing. It's so hot right now. I don't know how you could say anything. Else. I loved Roman Reigns in the very beginning. I was like all over this dude because I was like, he yells like a fucking madman. He's sparing people and he's powerbombing. I loved Roman Reigns, and then I like everybody else that I liked. Once it gets repetitive, like wrestling fans were all a little fickle. Same thing with, even with Daniel Bryan. I yes, movement happened. You won the championship, and then once I start seeing your match pattern, yeah, and I'm like, oh man, this is like here we go. Every raw is tough. Backflip, da 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 da, and the same thing. And it's like, and I get that as a fan, you want to give the people what they want to see. They want to see that move that they saw on TV when you roll into their town, and I understand that. But yeah, they're kind of slaves to the live show kind of. You need to get the like at uh, for instance we uh, we just were talking about Brody Lee before um and when his match with Ziggler for the IC title it was an amazing match then I seen yeah. them at a WWE live Christmas event and they did the pay per view match without the ladders and it was all the amazing spots and it was fantastic but it's like I get that because you want to give that moment to one of those fans that wants that moment. But it's right, so right. hard when you produce it on TV every week. Yeah, well, it's it's, a, it's also important to keep in mind that, like, um, oh man, I got some shit for saying this uh, with somebody uh, on social media <clears throat> um, who currently works for the WWE. But, like, there is a restricted style of wrestling that they're doing in the WWE. There are oh, certain yeah. things that they're doing to keep safe. Um, there are certain things that they're not doing. Uh, Shane Helms was out there giving people vertebrakers for years, and nobody ever got hurt from it. Um, you could safely, if you had, you know, someone as great as Shane Helms trained that way and someone to take it as, as trained as well as Shane Helms was, you could keep doing pal drivers and you could keep doing vertebrakers and stuff like that. The problem is the WWE, they're publicly traded company now, so it's different standards. And they do want you to hit bullet points on commentary, bullet points in matches. And you don't you don't have that as much, you know, you don't have that in indie wrestling as much. And that's why I think guys who like Daniel Bryan and guy, Brody Lee, let's just keep it with Brody Lee, guys like him, um, become these um, icons of the indie circuit because they do switch things up as they go along and they do try new things and that yeah. makes them endearing because they're being honest and they're having fun it doesn't look like ziggler's having fun to me even though he's probably the best worker in the wwe right I now i bad for that guy i felt bad for him for fucking at least five years now i actually have uh something for the vertebraker comment so yes now i i One heard of the coolest you know, moves yeah i mean vince was kind of terrified of it and it, you know it only takes once. And the only reason I bring this up is because of the muscle buster from Samoa Joe. Tyson Kidd. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's like Samoa Joe's done that move a hundred times and then he slipped up more than once. You know what I mean? And it yeah. took a dude out. I know, yeah. but I think, I think what Thomas said, I think you can't be fully... Like, I understand the pile driver thing because it's so... But God, yeah, you're right. Guys in the Indies take pile drivers for all day and they're fine. It does take one slip up to fuck you up, but that could be any move that could a clothesline in your throat or something could kill you. You know. Well, I mean, look at look at draws. I mean, D'Lo gives draws a power bomb. Things go wrong. Draws is paralyzed the rest of his life. Oh man, that should. Pow- but the power bomb keeps going. Yeah, it's still I mean, watching, still being done. Watching D'Lo talk about that was rough because he's like, "I've yes. never dropped somebody. I've never dropped somebody." 
And that is one that up. is such an unfortunate thing. I remember uh, something that always sticks sticks with me is uh, and I don't even remember where it was, but Big Show talking about how like how green he was when he started and how fast he got pushed to the top in WCW and all these things. And he didn't even know what he was doing. And he said, you know, I just want to make sure, I mean, we're, we, we're all coworkers back here. We all work together. This is just like when you go to your office with your coworkers, but like, I just want to make sure I don't kill anybody. I want everyone to get to go home at the end of the day. And that's kind of stuck with me. Like, man, nobody's, nobody's back there trying to break anybody's neck. This isn't, 1975 no one's getting shanked in a shower at like bruiser brody or anything right now this is a completely different industry than it used to be oh yeah yeah i think i think WWE needs to loosen the reins a little bit i i think they're going to because i hear the network specifically usa is pretty pissed off with the product lately yeah that's the current uh the current uh, <laughs> meta is that uh hey man it's uh it's not enough we need someone to say bitch on tv and we need to see some blood or yeah. something so maybe yeah. there'll be a little more edge to apparently SmackDown got the best ratings it's gotten in years. Well, Roman's killing it, man. Well, also Big E won the title. But yeah. I mean the, the yeah. Title. But I mean that's great. I'm just glad. I don't want companies to go under. Like I, that's people's livelihoods and shit. Oh, and... WWE employs so many people. It's crazy. Yeah, but they also they do. fire so many people at a time. <laughs> they <it's> do. <laughs> they do. And they're not there. They're you know. <sighs> I think a lot of times the focus gets to like our money's coming in from ads or ad revenue. We don't want to piss off advertisers. Um, and I think that that takes the attention off of the fans. I mean, and a good example is this. Um, I was just watching something on the network uh, where John Cena came to the ring for a, a, a save. I don't even remember what it was. It was a couple of days ago I was watching. Came to the ring for a save and the, you know, the crowds were booing him forever because they're just like, oh, we're so sick of this. John Cena thing, blah, shove him down our throat. We get it, whatever. Um, and I, if you get away from that as a fan watching back and seeing the booing, I was like, what did I miss? What else? What do the fans see that I don't see on the screen? Then I realized they're just booing John Cena, but the WWE will just keep pushing John Cena down your throat nine ways from Sunday. They don't and care. And it's they, unfortunate because Cena is really good. Um, he just it, the way they pushed him seems like it was the problem not who he is right and if cena and if cena said like um um i think skittles um are racist candy and you can shove them up your ass and they lost like advertising or something like that then they would do something about it because they care about the advertising but if you can get um hundreds of thousands of people night after you know week after week screaming about how they hate this guy um when they're you're still pushing him as a good guy they don't listen yeah they they do need to listen to the fans i and i get they can't listen to ever because like we just said wrestling fans are assholes dude that let's go cena cena sucks chant i've been at other wrestling events that aren't wwe and that shit will break out yeah he made it work that's the cool thing about cena is he kind of just like kurt angle kind of adopted it and made it work for him um i love the little heel turn that he did when he like grinded his heel and then, like, oh my God, the Firefly Funhouse <laughs> match where he's like, they compared him to Hogan and the supposed heel turn he should have done. That was an amazing job. That was the best match at Mania. It wasn't a match at all, but it was a shit. That was as insider baseball as you're going to get from the WWE right there. That was as insider <laughs> as it gets. Besides them going, now let's do a documentary on how Charles Robinson's a referee, but also is in the ring crew every night. Besides doing that, that was his insider baseball at Firefly Fly Funhouse. I met Charles Robinson. I have a picture with him somewhere. I did too. I do too. 
I do too. <laughs> I love little Nate, man. <laughs> I just seen Rhino and the Dudleys. Like they were, I was like, I'm not gonna bother them. And then Charles Robinson, I'm like, baby Flair, what up, man? And I was like, yo, I used to watch you as a kid. He's like, come here, man. He grabbed me in a headlock. He's like, let's take a picture. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's take a picture. All right, that's cool. That's cool. I called yep. him baby Flair. I straight up called him baby Flair. Yeah, he's I not- called him little Nate. Yep, exactly. And he's like, oh, you're killing me. He's like, you've been watching me since I was a- you were a kid. Come here. And I was like, fuck, this is awesome. Charles Robinson. He's a... He's a, he's such a huge horror movie fan. He has like a wicked collection of horror film uh, memorabilia, and he does signings and stuff at horror cons and everything like that. How about Mike Kyoto getting fired? Oh, yeah, know. yeah. How about that? Like legendary Mike Kyoto. Um, you know, th- this frees him up to do uh, some cool, um, like instructional type stuff, seminar type stuff on indies, which I think is a good idea because. Um, basically any one of us right now could be a referee in an indie match uh, just because we have a heartbeat. And I think it's um, kind of a dying lost art um, guys like Tommy young back in the day in the NWA um, they, you know, they were uh, referees. They were another character in, in the ring. And now it's less that now. And I really think that um, this is an opportunity for that type of situation to happen. I think he'll still be doing something wrestling related. I just don't want to see him go down the Earl Hebner route because there was points where I've been to multiple TNA shows and he would come out and he would like wear the sunglasses and do the I screwed Brett thing. And then they would announce like later on in the night during the intermission, Earl Hebner has just refereed his like 11,426 <laughs> match making him and everyone be like, yeah. And then I noticed that it was, it was like at every show I went to, I was like, oh, this is just a fucking spot. And he would wear the I screwed Brett shirt with the sunglasses and do this to the crowd and then tell him. Yeah, well, if he would have, if he wouldn't have been illegally selling WWE merch out of the back of his truck or whatever the hell he was doing, he'd probably still be working there. So yeah, that was stupid. stupid. That's that was stupid. That was fucking stupid. But um, it's getting to that point where we got to start wrapping this thing yeah, up. Yeah, this is like a three hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I get talking, it's wrestling. I wanted to hit on so many more things. Anime, I was going to tie it all together. But you know what? Um, I'm glad we had all this time to talk about wrestling. We oh. actually want to have you talk about when we get up with the Ultimate Muscle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, definitely have you on again. Maybe definitely around WrestleMania time. We'd love to have you on again for sure, but probably sooner than that, maybe. Um, yeah, so, you know, thanks for coming on, Tom. Uh, you, you've kind of been a supporter of us before anybody. Anyone? We had like 24 followers, and you were like, acknowledged <laughs> us on Twitter. So we appreciate right. that a lot, man. Um, Seriously. And uh, yeah, you want to plug your podcast? We should have done that earlier. I could. Yeah, no. So yeah, so I've got a podcast uh, on everywhere you find podcasts called Tom Chat. Um, It's just thank you. It's just uh, it's me. It's no streamlined content. It's me doing whatever I want to do. And uh, this year was a year um, where everything shut down and everything got skiwampus in uh, in the world. And it gave me a moment where um, as I'm 42 years old and as an adult, I did not have all of my shit together. And this gave me, how many times have you thought like if, if everything would just slow down for a second, I'd be able to catch up. I'd be able to do this. Well, that happened for me this year. And so um, I got mentally healthy and I got just healthier as a human being. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, when I used to do podcasts, but I didn't stick with them. I want to do podcasts again, but I want it just to be me and I can do whatever I want. There's no restrictions above my head. It's just Tom. I'm the same guy with everybody I meet. 
I thought it'd be fun. So anyway, Tom chats on anywhere, any platform you listen to uh, podcasts on, and you can uh, hit me up at underscore Tom Sherlock on uh, Twitter. And you know what, you guys, I, it just happened because you were doing the one piece thing and I just happened to be starting one piece and uh, that's kind of how this started. But then once I listened to you guys talk, I was like, ah, it's this chemistry is here. And I think that a lot of times people don't give um, uh, entertainment and uh, a, ch a chance based on maybe what it looks like or that it's not sponsored by someone or it's in a certain. And I'm really an adventurous guy who wants to just hear people's stories. So hearing you guys talk, it only took me five minutes before I went, well, I'm just going to stick with this one for a while and see what happens. And that's why I'm a huge fan. You have a great show. Uh, that means that, a man. lot. That really means a lot. That made my heart smile. And I don't, I don't ever say that. I'm breaking kayfabe <laughs> right now. But, <laughs> but like I said, man, yeah, we, we really did appreciate you giving us some attention at that point and just, you know, sticking with us. And yeah, this guy's got a great podcast. Tom Chat's really cool, really insightful. Um, you, great you will, advice. You will learn a shit ton. Advice. Um, yeah, he, it's a great podcast. So check it out for sure. Um, yeah, and like you said, check him out on at Tom. And where can they find us? Oh, so you can find us at We Get Dubbed on Twitter, on Instagram, on a dying website. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I guess that's it. You could buy some merch. I'm rocking my WGD t-shirt right now. We The four life shirts are on. Uh, the one I'm not allowed to speak about. <laughs> they're on the uh, the no. T Public, the T Public. Um, well, Mac drags ass through this. I'm just going to, I'm going to go back <laughs> under the ring. Tom's got to go set up some chairs, and Max got to go shower. I'm sorry, everybody. We're never very good at ending, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Fucking mess every uh, time. This is, and, and it's funny because Tom is legitimately witnessing this. <laughs> yeah, this is embarrassing a little bit. I love this. I yeah, love this. This, this is the best. Close. He can't fucking close. I've never been a closer. He's not a closer. He can... <laughs> And I mean, so, I come in with the heat. I can't fucking end this, this. guy is not so good at closing. These no, days. I'm not great. I suck. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're finished with the schoolboy. <laughs>